T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 907, it is uh, Monday morning. We're talking to Ann Kokas, professor at the University of Virginia's Miller Center and author of Trafficking Data, How China's Winning the Battle for Digital Sovereignty. Good morning, Ann. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, Tommy. Thanks for having me. Tell me how big of a um, problem TikTok is. So this is a great question. I think TikTok is a huge issue when we think about things like the stability of the U.S. communication system, mis- and disinformation, data gathering, the possibility for data gathering by the Chinese government. Um, but it's also part of a much bigger challenge that we face in terms of the tech relationship between the U.S. and China that includes things like the Internet of Things, um, connected devices, bio data, um, and our financial systems. Is this, is this anything that really should be on a government phone anywhere or of anybody's? Or app, not just phone, but um, well, I guess it's application beyond phone, right? So I think this is a really important question. When we think about government devices, if we think about, for example, the computer that's issued to me by my university or, um, or phones that government employees use, it's probably wise to not use TikTok on those devices. Um, it is a challenge, though, because, for example, at the University of Virginia, we recruit students on TikTok. Um, so are we then asking you know, people in the admissions office to move their recruiting efforts into their private devices um, when mm-hmm. the reason for not using it is because of security. Let me let me take a step back because I presume that people know what TikTok is, but then again, maybe they don't. And if you could just give us a little context. Yeah, so TikTok is a streaming um, is a streaming short video app that um, has grown in popularity since the since the pandemic. 30% or uh, 20, 25% of people under the age of 30 get their news from TikTok. It's also um, one of the most downloaded apps anywhere in the U.S. Um, and so this, so it has a huge importance for our tech ecosystem. So what could China actually be stealing? How, how if it's the keys to the kingdom, what, what could they be, um, I guess, taken from us? So this is a great question. Now, when we're thinking about what would be possible for the Chinese government to to gather from TikTok, there are a couple of different areas. So one is user data, so information about individuals, information about their behaviors, the mapping of communities, so behavioral practices that could be used then to target myths and disinformation. There's also the possibility of elevating or decreasing focus on certain types of issues. So, for example, decreasing a focus on things like Taiwan independence or Hong Kong independence, 
increasing favorable in information about the about China and the Chinese government. Then when we look at the long term, so thinking about 5, 10, 20 years out with the evolution of new AI technologies like ChatGPT, TikTok also provides a competitive advantage um, because it shares data at present with its parent company, ByteDance, which also is heavily involved in a wide range of other AI technology developments. Boy, I'm tell you what, uh, Representative or, or Senator Warner saying that um, national security is. I'm, how, I'm exactly trying to find exactly the way he phrased it. That it's um, not just guns and ships and tanks anymore. It's right. all about technological competition. I guess what I'm trying to figure out, Ian, is, is are they eavesdropping or or where does and I'm technical technically challenged here and I got a couple of different things going on in my ear but I'll get through it um tell me exactly what it is that the Chinese uh, would lose if we what would we lose let me phrase it that way what would we lose if so we would lose a lot right now because TikTok is an important part of the U.S. communications ecosystem. So there are lots of companies who currently use their use TikTok as a major part of their advertising and marketing at universities. It's a prominent part of um, recruiting students. We also there are also whole influencer economies that are based now on TikTok. Um, from in terms of the upsides that we would gain, uh, it would actually shift. Banning TikTok would move some of that energy and some of those resources toward other platforms that have less close ties to the Chinese government um, and to to China. Um, not actually because they're not interested in entering the Chinese market, but because they're not allowed to enter the Chinese market by Chinese law. Um, now, that being said, we also still have a very exploitative environment in the U.S. for user data. So this isn't to say that companies like Instagram or YouTube aren't extracting massive amounts of user data in a way that is very exploitative. It's just to say that they don't have the same pressures to potentially share that user data um, with the Chinese government. And TikTok has, has said that they, they don't share this data. Um, the challenge is how, their, how the, their parent company is structured and the types of pressures that the Chinese government can put on that parent company because of Chinese laws. Is there a way that people could be compromised by using TikTok and as then, in essence, China would own them? So this is the big, this is the big kind of high-level concern that a lot of people have. But frankly, once, you know, government officials or kind of high-profile, high-net-worth individuals would be kind of the major target for this. So I'm, I would say that I would be less worried about People who who are not who aren't dissidents who don't have significant government roles, um, and people who aren't part of kind of strategic networks. So, for example, someone who works for a power company or a water company, um, their their device could actually be quite useful because you know in the event of conflict between the U.S. and China, those are that's critical infrastructure that um, where that could be that could be vulnerable due to cyber attacks. I had a security expert tell me that the reason large screen TVs were so big is uh, were so cheap is because of the technology that they acquire from the user. Is that accurate? Yes. <laughs> um, that is accurate. And 
there's a whole industry of smart TVs and of other devices that, you know, for example, if you think about things, not just TVs, but your Google Home, Amazon Alexa, these are extremely cheap devices that were expensive to develop, but it's they're kind of lost leaders in the Internet of Things because users are sharing huge amounts of their data and essentially are allowing for large-scale corporate surveillance in their homes. And this is not... For people that wonder, it's not like the TV's looking at you. I, I presume it's not, or is it? No, I mean, so there, so there, so any kind of voice-activated technology is actually on all the time and can, you know, and is monitoring your voice and is mm-hmm. monitoring what you're saying. Um, I there's less kind of visual monitoring, but it depends on what that is. So, for example, baby monitors do actually vis- visually monitor your home. Security cameras do visually monitor your home. Um, but that is the type of surveillance that we are requesting and allowing, but that also is sharing user data with the company. Um, what other devices can can our washing machines be spying on us? Can our um, any other type of smart refrigerator be spying on us? Yeah, so there are a huge number of different types of devices that we have in our homes. Um, so, for example, CPAP machines are monitoring your breathing. Um, your Apple Watch is monitoring your heart rate. Your refrigerator is monitoring maybe how much food you have in the refrigerator, who's at home, how much energy is being used. So all of these things track what our home ecosystem looks like. Um, and that information by itself isn't that interesting, but when taken in aggregate, it can map entire communities. With an eye toward what? See, let me let me With, let me put it yeah. this way, and let me expose my ignorance here. Okay, yeah. to me, it's like okay, you're gathering all this information on me. Good for you. I got a cheap TV out the deal. You know what I'm watching. What else is it picking up? But I'll but I'll also. Um, put a caveat on that with I, I talk about a legal firm that does work for asbestos claims and I said I've done a lot of brake work on cars as I was working my way through high school now I'm getting pop-up ads for brake shoes and I've never really looked into this at all the only thing I've ever done is maybe type the words brake work for cars on, on a document and then spoken aloud about it how, do, how why am I getting pop-up ads for brake shoes now yeah, so that's a that's a great question. So it's essentially so the devices that you're on and the apps that you're using are essentially creating a profile of you that includes that as a feature um, and identifies that as something you may be interested in, which has. But I didn't look it up. But if you were speaking about it in your home, then those you know devices that can monitor your speech also can access that information. Okay, but um, I don't have that. I don't have an Alexa or whatever it is. But do you have a phone? I do. And do you have, does it have Siri or any kind of voice commands it on it? It does. So then you do have a device that's monitoring Siri, you sold me out. I can't <laughs> yeah. believe that. Well, that's, that yeah. is kind of frightening in a way. So everything yeah. that I say with Siri activated on the phone, the phone is listening to it and reacting to it and analyzing it? Essentially. I mean, not, not quite, you know, not quite in that kind of human cognizant terms, but yeah, I mean, that's the way in which voice commands work is that it listens to your voice and what you're saying and needs to be able to process those things. Even though I didn't say Siri, look up brake pads for cars or any, or brake shoes for cars or anything like that. Well, if you recall the terms of service, it doesn't say that the only thing that you 
that Siri gathers information about is what you specifically ask with questions. All right, let, let me ask it. Let me ask you this: You know this inside and out, right? I, I try to. I mean, I do my best, but actually, it's changing so quickly that I have to stay up to date, and I'm kind of constantly learning. And I appreciate conversations like this to hear what you know what concerns people have. So, what 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 do you do in your home? Are you concerned about your? <laughs> this just sounds crazy. Your refrigerator's spying on you. Are you are you concerned with Siri? You know, tattling on you or. This one keeping track of that or the other, and I know it's a lot of data. I guess, Anne, the problem I have in my mind, and again, I, perhaps it goes to my ignorance, is, okay, it's a lot of data. What are you really going to do with it? What do they do with it? Yeah, so that's a great question. It's com- companies aggregate it. They, um, companies aggregate it. They are able to <laughs> uh, companies aggregate it. Is Siri wrestling actually, with you, Ann? Yeah. It, has Siri it taken actually, control? You know, I'm having actually technical difficulties. I'm so sorry. Uh huh. Yeah. So, yeah. Coincidence, so we'll right? To, yeah. There yeah, are no right? coincidences in. But anyway, go ahead, please. Yeah. So, so, actually, we're having this issue right now with how do we actually continue to work within our homes um, while actually being functional humans um, and continuing to work here. Um, having devices, working with my university, with my research, but also not actually sharing data that we don't want to share. What's what's the worst possible outcome here? So there are a lot of potentially negative outcomes, um, and the the ones that I have really con- real concern with are how we're looking at this kind of larger information ecosystem, sharing user data, and the U.S. is actually trying to grow as quickly as it possibly can by supporting the tech sector. But what that means is there might be key technologies that we yield to to China um, that have not just impacts now, but generational impacts. So when we're thinking about what communities look like, psychological profiles of individuals, their bio data, um, how does that look in 5 or 10 or 20 years when we're thinking about much more sophisticated predictive products that are that are necessary in order to function um, that might be held by Chinese firms that have close ties with the Chinese government. With an eye toward, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, Anne, I'm sorry. Yeah. With an eye toward, so this is, this is always the tricky part about um, being a China scholar right now. So yeah. we don't want to... We don't want to project conflict between the U.S. and China, um, but there is the possibility of conflict between the U.S. and China. And in that case, there would be um, really significant strategic vulnerabilities for the U.S. So would it be as simple as saying, in essence, China would know were there to be any conflict China would know everything in terms of where, where everything is, what everybody's doing, where everybody's going, where they're going to be, that that, yeah, that level of detail, or they could just, or it could be um, with that level of just, detail. It could be, yeah, or they could refuse to share technologies that make, and then our society ceases to function as efficiently or as carefully as it does right now. And frankly, Americans don't deal well with um, with instability or the loss of their favorite technologies. So imagine what that might look like in the scale of a large conflict when we have also, you know financial challenges and health challenges and political instability here. So if you had your way, what would you do with TikTok? 
So if I had my way, I would not actually be focusing on TikTok. I would be focusing on the entire U.S. tech ecosystem and not just companies that have close ties to China, but but companies that are operating commercially and gathering user data um, because they all pre- they all present some security risks. So, for example, Facebook can sell your user data to firms that also would, you know, fit into a lot of these challenges with China that we've discussed. So I would actually try to be much more careful about what type of user data is being gathered. How necessary is it? How does that actually fund those companies? So I would want you to know, Tommy, that you're Siri, uh, what's, what information Siri is gathering about you without having to talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that when you buy the product immediately. But, you know, not, none of us do that. We never read the end user agreement. We just click, click, click as quickly as we can and, and plug it in and use the damn thing. And I'm just wondering, Ann, what's going to happen? Because this is increasing exponentially, right? And the, and the data that's being collected is just going like to the nth degree times the nth degree. And where are we going to be in five years? Where do you see this thing in five years or ten years? Well, right now I was just reading that there is a really interesting um, – there's a really interesting new technology and a, a new bet on technology that actually we'll need to start proving that we're human. Because of AI so, or deep fakes? Because of AI, yeah, because of AI and deep fakes. So if we think about something like gathering a large corpus of user data on something like TikTok or through home device information, then actually this becomes a huge advantage to be able to populate um, to be able to, to trick those systems, to trick systems to think that they're not actually interacting with humans. Is we it, don't really have good checks in place for that. Is the quality of deep fakes improving exponentially? Rapidly, yeah. Deep fakes, these kind of um, these kind of synthetic media that are that reproduce something that looks like it could be real, is really growing quickly. A lot better than it used to be, say, five years ago or two years ago, even. Yeah, and even and it's the the pace is actually rapidly increasing in terms of its improvement. And then when you think in terms of identity theft, then having to prove that you are you, it can it can keep you up at night. Right, or if some malicious actor, either state or non-state, decided to prove that they were you, um, that becomes an even bigger issue. And I appreciate your time and your expertise. I'm sorry about the confusion at the beginning, but I hope you come back. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Take and care. I'm sorry Siri right. attacked you. Oh, I know, I know. It was, a, it, was it must have been a, a scandal. Mm. That they were, Makes you wonder. Care. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Thank you. Nine twenty-five. <laughs> back in a flash with Steve Scalise on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 